For our first recording today, we're going to start with Chapter 7, the simplest and fastest bankruptcy that an individual can file. In a Chapter 7 bankruptcy, you or whoever is filing gets a fresh start because your debt gets eliminated through a discharge with the bankruptcy court. In a Chapter 7 bankruptcy, individuals file a petition with the bankruptcy court that lists all of their debts and all of their assets, asking the court to discharge their debt because they can't pay back their creditors. The Chapter 7 bankruptcy is the fastest and simplest bankruptcy that an individual can file. It usually takes approximately four months from beginning to end for a bankruptcy to be filed, as long as there's no other complications. A Chapter 7 bankruptcy starts with the filing of the bankruptcy petition. Now, usually I recommend that everyone get an attorney to help them file their bankruptcy petition. Although it may seem like an easy process, there are many things that people who aren't familiar with bankruptcy laws don't know about. In a Chapter 7 bankruptcy, you list all of your debts and all of your assets on the bankruptcy petition. You also will need to list your basic information. This gives the court an idea of your financial history so that they can make a determination as to whether you should be given a bankruptcy discharge. After you've completed and filled out your forms or you had your attorney fill out all of your forms, they will submit it to court. You'll get back a court hearing in the mail of when you need to appear, which your bankruptcy attorney should tell you if you don't get it. The court hearing usually set three to six weeks from when we file the petition. Usually people are afraid of going to court and are unaware that they will be the ones answering their questions, not the attorney. The first hearing is called a 341 meeting. That meeting is where a bankruptcy trustee who is assigned to the case will ask questions regarding the bankruptcy petition and the answers to the questions that you filled out. The bankruptcy trustee is an attorney who represents your creditors. They want to make sure that you haven't lied or committed any type of fraud on the bankruptcy petition. At the meeting, the trustee will ask you the questions under oath to ensure that you're not lying or committing fraud. They're looking for things to, that you could have done to potentially negate your discharge by committing fraud. So that would be transferring property out of your name or hiding assets and not listing them on the bankruptcy petition. In a Chapter 7 bankruptcy, most debts are eliminated, like unsecured debts, credit cards, medical bills, and personal loans. However, not all debts can be eliminated in Chapter 7 bankruptcy. Back pay for child support, alimony, fines and penalties to government agencies. If you were sued from drinking and driving, that won't be discharged. And certain tax debts won't be discharged either. So those are some things that you should be aware of. In addition to those, if you plan to keep secure debts, like if you have a car loan and you want to keep your car, then you'll have to continue paying your car loan. The bankruptcy court doesn't allow you to wipe out that debt and keep 
the collateral or the property. Not everyone, unfortunately, can qualify for a Chapter 7 bankruptcy. In order to qualify for a Chapter 7 bankruptcy, you must pass a means test. Congress enacted the means test to stop people who could otherwise afford to pay back their debts from being able to discharge them in a Chapter 7 bankruptcy. To qualify under the means test, you'll have to look at your last six months of income and average it out. Once you get that number, you'll compare it with the household median income in the state that you live in. If you're under the mean, the household median income in the state you live in, you automatically qualify. If you don't, then you're going to have to move to the second part of the means test. This can get a little tricky for people who don't have an attorney. So the second part of the means test has certain IRS deductions and expenses that individuals can take out in order to allow them to qualify. This doesn't mean that you can deduct your credit card bills right now or anything like that. If you can qualify under the second part of the means test, then you can qualify for a Chapter 7, assuming that your income and expenses will allow you to have no money left over. If you can't qualify under the means test, then you're going to have to go to a Chapter 13 bankruptcy. I'm not going to go into a Chapter 13 bankruptcy today. However, I will advise you that in a Chapter 13 bankruptcy, individuals pay back their creditors over a three to five year plan. In a Chapter 13 bankruptcy, the court allows you to pay back your debts in that, cha- in that three to five year plan while stopping interest and fees that are accruing. The bankruptcy court thinks that if you can not qualify under the means test and you have a certain amount of income, then you should be forced to pay back a portion of your debts. So let's go back to talking about Chapter 7. So as I stated before, Chapter 7 is the simplest form of bankruptcy that an individual can file. They get their debt eliminated. Now, a lot of people think that if they file Chapter 7 bankruptcy... They'll never get credit again. They'll never be able to have property or a mortgage and all of their assets will be taken away. This is completely false. And a lot of debt settlement companies tell people this so that they don't file bankruptcy or look at this option. Many people who file bankruptcy actually have their credit score increase after they file. That probably sounds very surprising to a lot of you. However, if you think of the rationale as to why this happens, it may be more clear. So when an individual files for Chapter 7 bankruptcy, their debts are eliminated. And how the credit bureaus calculate an individual's credit score is by looking at their debt-to-income ratio. A person who files bankruptcy has no more debt. This puts them at an advantage to someone who has a lot of debt. So credit card companies are willing to extend that credit over somebody who has a lot of debt and can file bankruptcy tomorrow. Individuals who file a Chapter 7 have no debt and have to wait eight more years before they would even be allowed to file another Chapter 7 bankruptcy. So with that debt-to-income ratio factor, since the person has no debt anymore, In a lot of cases, 
people's credit scores actually increase after they file bankruptcy, which is very surprising to a lot of people. My next point is about whether you're going to get credit again. I can tell you that all of my clients have gotten credit immediately after their bankruptcy is over. Credit card companies know that people who file bankruptcy have no debt, or at least in the chapter seven, have no debt and are usually willing to extend credit, whether it's a secured card or credit card, um, an actual credit card, they'll extend it. Additionally, most car companies will allow individuals who file bankruptcy to take out a car loan within the next few months after an individual gets their bankruptcy discharge and a mortgage company depending on what mortgage type of mortgage you're trying to qualify for usually two years or over an individual has to wait if you're that concerned you can speak with a mortgage broker in advance Um, however if you have all these debts and you're carrying around late payments you're not going to qualify to get a mortgage anyway So the next question I get is what happens if a creditor is suing you and garnishing your wages or putting a levy on a bank account and what can I do to help them? So when you file for bankruptcy, an automatic stay goes into place. The automatic stay is one of the most powerful tools that bankruptcy gives a person. When a creditor starts suing a person, many people don't know what to do or they get the creditor, they don't answer and the creditor is able to get a default judgment against them. When somebody files a bankruptcy petition, the automatic stay goes into place and creditors cannot go after an individual anymore. This means that the garnishment, if they have one, has to stop. If a lawsuit is pending, it must stop. If the creditor put a levy on a bank account, they can't do that anymore. So all of these things stop as soon as a bankruptcy is filed. And that is extremely, extremely powerful for people who are in debt, especially people who are facing wage garnishments because they are taking a percentage of a person's pay every week. And a lot of people who are already struggling can't afford to have this money being taken out. So that's a very, very powerful tool that the bankruptcy court gives people. Um, Another concern that I get is what if I had entered into a debt settlement with my collection company? Or what if I entered into an agreement with my debt settlement company and I've been making payments and I signed this agreement or I entered into it with my creditor? Fortunately, bankruptcy can avoid those agreements and um, in a chapter seven, if you entered one with your credit card company and you file bankruptcy, you can still get that debt discharged and it's no, um, problem there. So the next question that I usually get is can creditors object to my discharge when I go to court? And yes, creditors do have a chance to object to a discharge If the creditor feels that they should be paid because you racked up a bunch of debt and filed bankruptcy or you did something that would look suspicious to them, then they do have a chance to object. Most creditors won't object. Mostly it's friends or family that you owe money to will object, but most creditors won't object. 
Um, another powerful tool that bankruptcy allows is for foreclosures to stop as well. So I talked about the automatic stay before and um, foreclosures can stop. And depending on where you're filing, a lot of um, jurisdictions have ways where you may be able to apply for a loan modification if you're behind on your mortgage um, through the bankruptcy court. So it depends what state you're in, but I practice in New York and New Jersey. And in New York, we can file what is called a loss mitigation through the bankruptcy court. And that allows us to prepare a loan modification package and work together with the bank to allow possibly a debtor to get a modification. Now, it's not guaranteed, but it's another process where the judge oversees that in federal court um, and hopefully will push the lender to give a modification if the debtor can afford it. So that's another powerful tool that bankruptcy gives. As far as Chapter 7 goes, the cost to file is $335, is the actual filing cost, and then whatever your attorney um, charges otherwise. It's important to speak with an attorney regarding filing a Chapter 7 bankruptcy. A lot of people assume that if they file this Chapter 7 bankruptcy, their property and all of their assets will be taken away. That's not true. The bankruptcy court understands that people need their basic living necessities to be able to start over. Fortunately, the bankruptcy court provides exemptions that allow people to keep their property and file bankruptcy. States allow different exemptions to be used. So you can use, you know, the state exemptions or the federal exemptions. It depends on your state laws. However, these exemptions, as long as the equity in your property falls under these exemptions, you'll be able to keep your property and file Chapter 7 bankruptcy. If your assets are not exempt in a Chapter 7, this becomes very tricky because the bankruptcy trustee can take those assets and sell it to pay back your creditors. So it's very, very important to speak with an attorney before filing a Chapter 7 bankruptcy. And this is where a lot of people who try to file bankruptcy pro se end up in a bad situation. Bankruptcy laws can be confusing, especially for somebody who's never done it before. So it's important to speak with a bankruptcy attorney who really has knowledge about what exemptions can be used. So as mentioned, just to wrap up everything, bankruptcy is there to help you start over or whoever's filing to help them start over. Bankruptcy laws are not there to hinder somebody from starting over, from getting credit again, that would defeat the whole purpose as to why bankruptcy laws were enacted. It's very, very important to understand this because there's a lot of companies and debt settlement companies that try to tell people to avoid bankruptcy because they won't be able to start over and because they'll never get credit again. That's not true, okay? It's definitely not true. Um, people who are thinking of doing debt settlement to try to pay back their debts and not filing bankruptcy, you really want to speak with a, an attorney before. Many of these debt settlement companies are not attorneys. They're just representatives that get paid for getting people to sign up to them. 
to, to their company. The, th- the problem with this is, is that many people who sign up to these debt, debt settlement companies shouldn't be in them in the first place. The only way to really know whether you should be in a debt settlement is having a professional review your finances, finances and ensuring that you can afford a debt settlement plan. Now, what usually happens is that a person puts money each month into an account, and once the account has enough money, the debt settlement company, company will settle one account as, as they go. The problem with this is, is that it could take years or months for these accounts to have enough money in them for you to settle your debt. The creditors aren't going to wait years or months for you to get enough money to settle with them. Once one lawsuit comes in, they usually all start coming in. So it's really important that you really make sure that you can pay these creditors and get into settlements with them quickly. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. And I see a lot of people who enter into these debt settlement plans because they think that they're trying to do the right thing and pay back their creditors. And they ended up wasting a lot of time in those companies and a lot of money when they could have filed bankruptcy a while back and not wasted all of that money. So it's really important to speak with somebody. Um, I usually recommend at least sitting down with a bankruptcy attorney. A bankruptcy attorneys, most bankruptcy attorneys provide free consultations that you can take advantage of. And, you know, find out what your options are, what options they may have for you to help you get out of debt. If you're thinking about filing Chapter 7 bankruptcy, you can keep listening to my podcast. I'll do another one um, regarding what bankruptcy is, what the three different chapters are, and more about Chapter 7. But this was just the intro. All right. Thank you. And if you have time and want to visit my website, I also have a blog, so you can visit it at bankruptcylawnynj.com. All right, thank you.